Hi everybody, this is Catherine and you're listening to the One Cam Voice podcast. Hello there everybody and you're very welcome along today. I hope that you are safe and well and I hope those whom you love are likewise safe and well. Today what we're going to be talking about is how to be one calm voice when you don't quite feel at home. Now I know the concept of a home and how you might feel at home varies from person to person. Largely it's impacted by our sense of home from our childhood and for some people their childhood home was a place a place of warmth and loving and a great sense of um, acceptance and belonging and laughter and joy for other people their childhood home was a place of maybe work and toil and practicalities and and even though you were loved and cared for you mightn't have had that warmth and the embrace and maybe you know homes and lives in many cases were a struggle and you know the majority of people probably are somewhere in between there you know So what I'm going to talk about today is that sense of home is a sense of belonging, of of acceptance, that you're wanted, that you have, you feel steady and secure and at ease. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I'm going to be talking about when I'm talking about and, and what to do then or how to manage when you don't feel those things, when you don't feel steady and ease and Uh, joy and playfulness and laughter and belonging. I suppose to give you a little background about today's episode, it was, uh, it has been, I should say, influenced by two things. The first thing is a conversation I had with my 10 year old daughter, Elizabeth, many weeks ago. And as we were out walking, we live in the country, as you know, so as we were out walking on our lane uh, in, you know, weeks ago when the our lockdown and our restriction was much stricter than it is at the moment. And of course, there was no school. There's still no school, but um, we were I, I, I was curious as to how she thought about this current experience, you know, about lockdown. And and I asked her, you know, so what's been the best part of this? And she said the best part has been having everybody at home. And being able to go outside and play outside and having space, we're very fortunate in that regard. And I said, okay, yeah, that, that, that is a good thing for sure. And I said, and what about then what's been your least favorite part? And she said, um, not seeing her friends. And then she went on and she said, um, but you know, mommy, I, I think that the worst part of a lockdown would be if you had to stay in a place where that didn't feel like home, a place that was unfamiliar. And I thought to myself, and then she said, of course, you should really do podcast about that, ma'am. And I thought that's a really good uh, suggestion, Elizabeth, but I'm not sure that I would even know where to start. And so, like I said, that's a good number of weeks ago. And in the intervening time, speaking with my friends I have noticed that there has been a greater sense of um, people feeling not just frustrated by being at home but feeling that they're not even behaving like themselves that they're feeling 
angry and frustrated and having like emotional outbursts that even when it has happened, they think that's not the way I behave. That's not the way I conduct myself. But it's I think that the reason things like that are happening for us is because all of the regular avenues that we use to help the energy flow through us, they have been um, shut off for us temporarily. And the avenues that we use and the methods that we use to help us to deal with any sense of frustration or anguish or nervousness or worry or indeed playfulness and joy and extra energy and yeah the avenues are normally so subtle that we don't recognize that that's the function that they that they fulfill for us so we might think well if I meet my friend if I always meet my friend on Friday mornings for a coffee that's just what I do I just go and have the coffee but what we might recognize is that by meeting your friend on Friday mornings for your coffee you're getting a chance to express how the week has gone for you you're also getting a chance to listen to how their week went for them and you're figuring stuff out you're noticing how you deal with things you're getting things off your chest. There's loads of subtle things happening there, things that we mightn't have recognized that were happening. You know, you're fulfilling that bonding part that we need and that bonding that you might have with your best friend that you meet for coffee every Friday. You might share that same kind of a bond with your spouse or with your children or with the other people that you're now sort of limited to spending your time with. Likewise, if you enjoy... And maybe even if you don't enjoy going to the gym, but you go anyway or to an exercise class, you might realize that not only is it fulfilling a physical role for you by helping you to, um, you know, keep your muscles in top, tip top condition or indeed your um, uh, your cardio, your heart and your lungs working well. It's also fulfilling a, a more subtle <laughs> energy based function whereby it's helping you. Um, get rid of any uh, withheld or extra energy that you have okay it's letting you let that go it's not it's keeping all of the energy flowing in your body okay and other things then like maybe going to watch a movie or indeed going to the theater they're all parts of us well you might think oh sure that's just going to the cinema and it's just a leisurely activity or going to see a play and that's just a leisurely activity but it's also fulfilling a more subtle part of us as well the part of us that yearns for and um, beauty in out external objects you know that that you mightn't even fully recognize or consciously recognize that that is part of you or that, that that is a need that must be fulfilled for you in order for you to feel like yourself in order for you to feel whole so all of those things that we normally do and even the other thing the other massive thing is that you you mightn't realize how much um comfort and ease and nourishment you gained from having alone time you know those times in your everyday where you might be driving to collect the children from school but the car is your own space (laughs) or that you might be pottering around the shops you know on your own you're not listening to the phone you're not conversing with anybody else you're having quiet time um those times yeah those times where you had stillness and quietness and time alone but that you didn't really recognize it as such. And now those times 
have been cut off for us, particularly if you're sharing your home now with all of your family. And as wonderful as that is, and as much as you love your children and your spouse, you know, that time that you didn't even really consciously recognize the function that it was playing or fulfilling for you. It has not just gone temporarily. Well, I know it is temporary because, you know, this time obviously will change, but it isn't you haven't just missed it for a week. You've missed it for weeks and weeks and weeks and months now at this stage. And so therefore, there has been an accumulation of, you know, uh, I suppose, uh, yeah, an accumulation of energy that would normally be expend, expand, uh, expended through those avenues that we have created for ourselves in our lifestyle. And now what has happened, of course, is that energy needs to be um, processed and it needs to be expelled from the body. And we might find ourselves now behaving in a way that is unfamiliar for us. Okay, that does not feel like ourselves. Now, I know that you might say there is a, there is a, you know, that experience that I'm talking about is a far cry from Elizabeth's assertion that um, one of the worst ways to have to live out a lockdown would be in a place that is unfamiliar for you. But in their own way, they are one and the same. Because a person in, a, you know, a, a different place that is unfamiliar for them, that does not feel like home, that does not feel like they belong, they does not feel secure, that does not feel um, loved or cherished or you know, familiar. Okay. And if you were to compare that to how we feel when we find ourselves um, acting, speaking, thinking in a way that doesn't feel like ourselves, that we feel almost disembodied and disconnected from ourselves, because what's happening now does not um, tally with the way we normally are. Okay. So we feel possibly, you know, uh, th that we don't belong there, that uh, we we don't feel secure with this new version of ourselves, okay? That this feels unfamiliar and unsteady and as well um, rather unpleasant in many ways. And the, the, the method that I would um, prescribe to manage both of those situations where you feel... Uh, less at home would be to try and remember that you can uh, look in and create that homely sense of belonging and acceptance and security and safety and warmth. You can create all of those things by looking in, actually not even creating them, you're tapping into them because they're already in there. But I suppose because our focus is usually so external that we don't always uh, take time to check in, to look inwards and to really, I suppose, luxuriate in all of the lovely safety and security, warmth and love and steadiness that there is inside. So this is, as always, isn't it much better being experienced than having me talking about it. So this is what I would use if I am feeling unsteady in myself, if I'm feeling not quite at home within myself. And, you know, sometimes it's not even that you're 
that some that something happens that makes you realize that oh god i i really feel at sea at the moment you know sometimes we can catch ourselves before we get to that stage you know and it is a good practice to get in the habit of checking in with yourself and I suppose bolstering up that sense of steadiness, that sense of home within you. Okay, so this is what I do. So as always, I would try to find myself in a in a quiet space where I won't be disturbed. <laughs> this this is harder to find these times, but you know what I do sometimes is I escape to the shop. You know, I definitely have to go to the shop once a week, but I escape to the shop and uh, and then I often pause when I'm driving back down my lane before I get to the yard, before anybody sees me and I sit in my car. Yep, I do. I sit in my car and I uh, notice and try and like you have heard me use this phrase before, but step into myself. Okay, I try and let go if I can of what's happening around me and instead I try and focus on what's happening within me and so the first thing I would do then as well is close my eyes and if my mind is really busy that's fine that happens I'll give myself a few moments find the breath okay so then you're just going to notice that you're breathing that's it and if you want you can pop both of your hands on your chest or even maybe one hand on your chest and one hand on your tummy if that feels comfortable for you and that will give you a greater experience of the breath moving in the body and then what we do then is we notice when we breathe in how we feel tummy rising and chest rising and then when you breathe out you feel chest falling and tummy falling now, if you find, as you're listening to my voice now, a sense of resistance building within you, the notion that I just couldn't be bothered doing this and what is she talking about, that happens too. But I will ask you, as always, if you have a desire to feel different within you, to feel a little bit more steady, that there is work involved in that. You don't just drop out of the sky and feel calmer and steadier and balanced it is work there is work there is work in it and it does take some time and it takes a little bit of effort and it takes action it's simple but it still needs to be done okay so if you're finding that sense of frustration let's try and feel or sense the frustration but at the same time keep keep moving forward with watching your breath okay and so you're watching what it feels like you know and I suppose when I say that word that you're watching it's almost like you're trying to be a witness a non-judgmental witness to what the breath to how your breathing is you could go a little step further now when you're watching your breath come into the body that you feel your tummy rising and then your chest rising and those collarbones lifting that's my favorite part I love that part how you feel your collarbones lifting and then as you breathe out you feel collarbones falling chest falling tummy falling and then the next breath tummy rising chest rising collarbones lifting collarbones falling chest falling and tummy falling and next breath 
Tummy rising, chest rising, collarbones lifting, collarbones falling, chest falling, tummy falling. Okay, just two more times. Tummy rising, chest rising. Collarbones lifting. And then as you breathe out, collarbones falling. Chest falling. Tummy falling. And then next breath in. Tummy rising. Chest rising. Collarbones lifting. And then collarbones Falling, chest falling, tummy falling, okay. And then just return just to your natural breath. And like if I was doing that, now guys, I think we've probably did what, about five or six breaths there. If I was doing that, I would, well, I can build up to it, you see, but I would, maybe if you're starting out, I would say even if you did five breaths, five conscious breaths like that in the morning, five in midday, five in the evening, and then five as you're going off to sleep. That's 20 breaths, 20 conscious breaths in your day. You will be really amazed at the difference that that will make for you. And I suppose what I'm trying to illustrate when you do that, and I know it's hard maybe for you to get into the feeling of it if we're just like that six breaths, but um, what you'll notice and what you'll begin to notice is that, you know, that space that we're missing, the space where we can express ourselves and let go of um, attention or let go of thoughts or words or absorb as well, absorb what it feels like to, to go to the play, what it feels like to meet your friend, what it feels like to have some quiet time. All of those experiences that we're accustomed to sharing or that we're accustomed to having that trip up those avenues that I mentioned earlier on that are have been closed off for us. That space then we can actually recreate inside of us. I know that sounds really bizarre, but you create the space that allows you to feel accepted, steady and at home and eventually you will feel uh, whole. Now I know, I know, I know that might sound like a big jump but for me anyway our, my my anyway lifelong ambition (laughs) is not to feel or be perfect, it is to feel whole. Mm, Yeah, but anyway that's enough about me for now. The breath work like that does help us to feel that sense of home within us because what we learn by staying with the breath and having and being aware of those conscious type of breaths we learn to feel um, we learn to be with ourselves and maybe even more crucially we learn how to accept ourselves and you learn how to be with yourself Mm. Not by yourself, but with yourself. You learn to notice what it feels like to be with yourself. 
And there's something kind of magical that happens then, then when you get accustomed to being with yourself like that and accepting yourself, that that sense of home, you know, becomes uh, all pervasive. All right. And, and, and then no matter what is happening on the outside, you still feel at home on the inside. So if in reality, you know, you're sharing your home space now with your spouse on a full time basis, you're not having any time away from one another. And maybe, you know, things are beginning to rub because both parties are feeling are in the same space. Neither party are able to, um, you know, use those avenues that are normally available or accessible to them. Okay. Likewise with our children, be they school going children like my children or even adult children who have been to college and university. And now because universities and colleges are closed, they're at home and they're under your feet. Likewise, if you are one of those adult children who are home under your parents' roof once again, when you thought you had gone past that and you're feeling compressed and you're feeling like those avenues that you normally use are inaccessible for you at the moment, try, okay, just try to even explore what it feels like if you were to practice being with your breath and being with yourself and the benefit that a practice like that will have for you. Because you're going to feel steadier and more um, secure on the inside. You're going to feel more like yourself. You're going to feel more at home within yourself. And that then will help. It won't, it won't just help you. It will help those who um, you share your life with. Okay. Or at the moment, those who you share your home with. Your, your external home. Because your first home was your body. And your and your body will be your home for your lifetime, okay? Because it's the only place really where you get to live fully and forever in your body. I know. But to even just think about that for a sec. And you have that capacity within you to feel safe and secure, to um, foster that sense of, belonging that sense of warmth that sense of love that sense of acceptance all of those um soothing kind of characteristics that are usually found in the most homely of homes and you have those all within you and if you would like to become a little bit more familiar with that inward feeling i would encourage you to step into that home that is your body and have a little look around without judgment without criticism maybe try to just settle into what it feels like in there and even like you have heard me say before even if the thoughts of looking in there fill you with dread for fear that there is loads of things that you have swept under the carpet there you know trust the breath um trust the breath because the breath will soothe and the breath will guide. And, you know, you don't have to go in there and start fixing things. Just go in there and rest with the breath. That's it. Just rest with the breath and allow that breath work to do the, to do the work. And it will. And it will absolutely. It's a game changer. It really is. But as always, not much point in me sitting here talking about it. If you could try it out for yourself, you will find the benefit. And you know, you know what I'm saying. You know you have that wisdom within you. 
you just need to trust yourself a little tiny bit more. So I think that's probably it for today, guys. Um, I never told you my exciting news that I made my own website. Yes, I did last weekend. So for anybody who does uh, listen to, the, to this podcast <laughs> or would like to uh, pass the podcast on to somebody else, it's really quite simple now. They can get in one click if you go to www.onecamvoice, all small letters, no numbers, onecamvoice.com. And that's where you'll find me. You'll find all of the episodes there. Um, uh, so that's it. Um, if you are feeling unsteady, trust your breath and that sense of home is found within you. All right. So for now, my darling friends, I will say goodbye. I um, wish to thank you as always for listening in. Thank you for those hearts and minds and those lovely ears. We'll just keep going for another little while. I'm Catherine and you have been listening to the One Can Voice Podcast.